It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter. At Rylan underscore Styles is at R Y L A N underscore S T I L A S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. Email the show, L O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405 362 7128. On today's show, we're going to recap the Hawks and the Nuggets game, and then we're going to talk about where this team is sitting at and why nobody has the advantage as we sit today. You start with our game overview against the Hawks, Al Horford was out. Uh, and then against the Hawks, uh, he was out, but then against the Nuggets, he returned. Diallo's out for both games. Hill was out for both games, and Ty Jerome was active for both games. That's your game overview. Now, the Hawks game. First of all, the two teams wore almost the same jerseys, and the Thunder had to switch at halftime because the Hawks didn't bring another pair of jerseys because they were wearing red and the Thunder wearing orange, and it was a disaster. I'm not sure that wasn't caught pregame, uh, considering that if you go to the NBA site, you can see what uniforms each team will wear you know, prior to the game, you, know, you can you can kind of look at what the what the uniform schedule is, and the entire time the uniform schedule has said it would because it was going to be red on orange, and then nobody thought to change that until halftime of the game, which I'm not sure if that's ever happened before. If, if the team's ever changed at halftime, I can't remember it. 
I think that the only thing worse than this, the only way you can make a uniform matchup worse than red and orange would be against Dallas on Wednesday for Dallas to wear their traditional road uniforms and for the Thunder to wear their earned uniforms. Those new earned uniforms look exactly like the Mavericks. Wear those jerseys. I think that that could get worse than orange on red, but it was a disaster to watch the first half of this game. But in this game, there were a lot of good things to come out of it with a Thunder win. I think that the biggest storyline from this Hawks game, besides the uniform mess up, was how well Darius Baisley played. And he shot efficiently for the one of the first times of the season. He shot 66% from the floor, and he shot 20% from three, but I don't really care about his three-point numbers. 66% from the floor. And in this game, he was aggressive while he was driving. And that's what unlocks his scoring ability, right? With SGA getting to the line gives him a new level. Being able to shoot from the from the three-point line gives him a new level. With Darius Basley, if he can if he can use his athleticism, if he can drive to the rim and, and be assertive at the rim with those dunks you saw him put down against Atlanta, that's how he can get to 20 points or 18 points in this one. And then he continues to be a really good rebounder, and he gets you the 18-12, which I've said that he can be a double-double machine. He was a double-double a double machine against the Hawks, and, and he was incredible this entire weekend, really. And, and I mentioned uh, on Friday's show that you know Darius Basley – is still very young, and he just needs to reset himself a little bit, recenter himself. And I, I talked about how uh, I would expect a big second half from him as he kind of gets his mind right in this all-star break and kind of realizes the the challenges that come with being one of the focal points of a defensive game plan and realizes that, you know, he's a starting power forward now. He's a starting player now with limited options around him to where – Teams are going to pinpoint him and try to shut him down. And so how do you combat that? How do you counter the defense countering to you? Because last year, coming off the bench, you know, defenses did not give him that, that respect. They did not give him that sort of attention. And so they countered to Baisley, and now it's Baisley's turn to counter to them. And I thought he, I thought that he could do that post-All-Star break and, and really decompress throughout this break. But he came out against Atlanta and played very well. He's going to be up and down. He's, he's a young player still, second-year guy who didn't go to college you're going to have nights like this. You're going to have more nights again, the way we've seen earlier this year with he, where he's inefficient, even goes 0 for 8, whatever the case may be. Allow him to grow a little bit and show you these flashes. This was a huge flash night from Darius Baisley. This is the night where he shows you what he could be if all things go well. If he's going to go dunk the basketball and be assertive at the rim, he's going to be, unlock a really huge part of his game. And I still think he can spread the floor. I still think he can spread the floor and shoot the three, as you saw against Denver, where he goes 3 for 8. But I think that him driving and using his ball handling ability to get to the rim. And then whenever he gets there, being able to pass the ball out and be a playmaker, the way that he has that elite trait of playmaking will really help him out. So I think that him focusing on ways to get to the rim and finish at the rim is very crucial for his development. And then of course the three pointers can come with that. He goes three for eight against Denver, but then against Atlanta, the first night goes one for five, which is still pretty respectable, especially considering uh, where his starting point was. Still really good defensively. Got a steal, got a block, stayed in front of everybody, played really good defense. Uh, we saw the defense kind of slip a little bit earlier in the week, but it came back these last two games. So Baisley was really good in both games. I mean, again, 18 and 12 against Atlanta. And then against Denver, whenever nobody really shows up, he scores 22 points on 50% shooting from the floor and 37% from deep and gets you four rebounds. So I think that Baisley had a, had a perfect weekend for him. The, the big thing for Baisley is just being efficient to me. Like I, I would take eight points. I will take 20 points. I'll take 30 points. I'll take whatever points he wants to produce. Just get there in an efficient way. Just as Built Bar is an official and efficient protein bar, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. Darius Baisley 
shows you why he was a first-round pick over the weekend, and he shows you those flashes, and he did so against Atlanta and Denver, and I want him to continue that into the second half of the year. I think that this might be the confidence turn that he that he needs. I hate to kind of lean on that, right, because we don't know what's happening with these guys, and we don't know what's happening when they're in their head. We don't know anything about that, if, if he was even losing confidence or whatever the case may be, but, but I do think that it's just natural to feel better about yourself whenever you go for 22 points on 50% shooting or 18 points on 66% shooting. I think that's just going to be natural to feel better about your performance that way other than the old freight night or whatever. And I think that, you know, not overblowing the 0 for 8 night and also not overblowing these nights is a, is a critical thing for his development. Look, it was a really good night. He showed the flashes. If everything pans out and, and if he can be this kind of player consistently, obviously he'll be a huge part of what this rebuild will turn into. But to caution yourself not to put that expectation level on him. What I mean by that is that you know, 0 for 8, you don't want to blot a proportion because you don't want to amplify a one bad game or just a, a bad stretch of basketball. You don't want to over-amplify this and just expect now a 22-12 rebound game against Dallas. And then whenever that doesn't happen, or if that doesn't happen, then you get so discouraged and you're back down on Baisley and you're just kind of riding this emotional roller coaster with the experience of Darius Baisley. Just let him play out this season and let's see where we land at the end of the year and where it kind of levels off at and what he needs to do for year three. I mean, that, that's a big leap year for most players, you know, year two to year three. And really this season is just one of growth for him. And then you start to measure how far he's come in his NBA career next year after he's experienced the bench life, after he's experienced the starting life and what it's like to play in the NBA and be more professional and get those professional habits and see where he's at next year. So I think that with, with this, just as no one wanted to over-amplify the old freight, and I hope that nobody really did, don't over-amplify this and expect this to happen, and whenever it doesn't happen or if it doesn't happen, don't just start beating down the door for why is Baisley bad again? Why is Baisley bad again? He's going to have up and downs. He's a young player. I mean, he's 20 years old. It's, it's going to happen for Darius Baisley. And this game also against Atlanta, Lou Dort continues to shoot the ball well. I mean, you're going to have these 44% nights where he's four for nine from beyond the arc. And if he, as long as his worst nights are like 33% shooting, that's brilliant. And that's brilliant for Lou Dort, who got 19 points in this Atlanta game. SGA was as smooth as can be against Atlanta, 24 points on 56% shooting, three for five from beyond the arc and only four free throw attempts, which you can see right there is, is the difference. I mean, he, he took 16 attempts on the field. He took five attempts from three. And he got the 24 points. And the difference between getting to 30 points or 42 points is the fact that he only shot four times at the line. That's a huge deal. That's how you take that next leap in being that, that bona fide score in this league. And he's going to do that. And he's going to continue to do that in future games. It's important to note, too, that Darius, ba that, uh, Darius Miller, I should say, Darius Miller was also out with a stomach issue against Denver and did not play against Atlanta. The Thunder have been off since Saturday and will not play again until Wednesday. So hopefully... Miller can uh, get healthy and, and and be not sick on Wednesday and can play against Dallas, but hopefully all is going well with his illness. So the Oklahoma City Thunder did split the weekend. They beat Atlanta. They lost to Denver. I want to talk about what stood out over these last couple of games, including Ty Jerome and Tail Maldon and what happened against Denver to cause that loss and why this Thunder team has not separated themselves just yet from either side, and that might not be a good thing. We're going to talk about all of that. And the strange week ahead for the Oklahoma City Thunder coming up. But first, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide 
to help you sleep, focus, act, and be better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of a guided meditation in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that our members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can help do with your kiddos. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I use Headspace every single night to fall asleep. It's brilliant. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies and its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that helps you uh, on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is the meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library for every situation. Once again, that's headspace.com, promo code LockedOnNBA, headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is the best deal and the best offer right now, so head on over to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. Headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for all to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, props, and almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use promo code locked on. But online, your online sportbook experts, but online.ag, promo code locked on, and you're going to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Listen, locked on today podcast is where you want to be because today on locked on today, they're talking about the relationship between Russell Westbrook and the Seattle Seahawks, and if that's going to be too fractured to mint, and all the other sport news that you need in under 20 minutes. So go there right now after this podcast is over to Locked On Today. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and listen to the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. And so with Hamadou Diallo being out with the groin injury, who has confirmed out these last two games, his status right now is still up in the air for these next two, although with a couple off days here, we're probably going to have some post-practice media availability to kind of ask Mark Dagnott some questions about his status leading into the last two games prior to the All-Star break. So with him being out and George Hill being out and Darius Miller being out, the Thunder needed some backup and some reassurance and some depth. And so they recalled Ty Jerome from the G League bubble. And he was able to play on Friday and Saturday. And Ty Jerome in 22 minutes against the Hawks went one for three from beyond the arc, four for seven from the floor, scored nine points, and was able to grab five rebounds and dish out seven assists with two steals. Jerome was incredible. Both nights, really, he was awesome. He shot 50% from the floor, 37% from deep the next night with three triples on his way to 15 points and two assists, one rebound. He can really do whatever you need him to do. He's kind of a very versatile player. As you saw against Atlanta, he was able to kind of lead an offense and, and facilitate an offense. And then you saw against Denver, he was able to be a spot-up shooter and really help out that way. And I love that about Ty Jerome and, and the Thunder organization really prioritizes. I mean, it's clear that this organization prioritizes 
versatile guys that can do a lot of different things. And Ty Jerome is one of those players. And this is why I don't really get bogged down in the George Hill conversation or what happens to the Thunder whenever George Hill is traded because it just opens the door for Ty Jerome minutes and Diallo minutes and Tail Maldon minutes. And, it, and you know, if, if you have George Hill on this roster and you have a fully healthy roster that's all you know together, your guards from Lou Dort to Tail Maldon to Diallo to Ty Jerome to George Hill, they're all going to be needing some form of minutes. And so at that point, you're going to be spreading the minutes too thin to accomplish much of anything because I think that you should prioritize developing Ty Jerome and developing Diallo and developing Dort more so than playing George Hill because we've seen, even without George Hill, the offensive production has not dropped off that significantly. And it's not as though you're punting the season if George Hill does not return or if he's traded because you have all these other options. And, And personally for me, I'd rather watch Ty Jerome play 30 minutes a night than to watch George Hill play again. And I, I like George Hill. I like that all he's done for the Thunder and how professional he's been during this experience. But I think that for for his sake, he'd probably rather go to a contender, to be honest with you. He's not going to ever say that publicly. I mean, he just players are not going to, most of the time, are not going to drag their organization, especially whenever an organization treats them as well as Oklahoma City does. But I think that in George Hill's career, he would care more about trying to get trade to a contender like Philadelphia or somewhere else at 34 years old than to you know, play with the Thunder and help them develop. I think that, you know, the reason why you don't see players demand trades publicly is because what Al Horford said in Sports Illustrated over the weekend. In Sports Illustrated, he said that, you know, he understood that the culture in Oklahoma City was different. He understood that the culture in Oklahoma City uh, had huge advantages and there was a good organization, but he didn't understand how special it was until he got to Oklahoma City, and now he feels how special that this organization is and treats their players. I think that that's the reason why that relationship with Sam Presti and, and this organization to their players and to every player in the NBA is why you don't see them demand trades publicly. But I think that even for George Hill, it benefits him to go to a contender and try to win a ring. I think that for the Thunder, it benefits them because you're going to be able to have more minutes for Diallo and Jerome and Dor and, and for all these other guards, Tail Maldon, for all these other guards to develop and to grow and be a part of your future. Because no matter your feelings on George Hill, he's 34 years old. He's not going to be a part of this long-term core the way that Ty Jerome is in his 20s, the way that Tail Maldon is as he's 19 years old, the way that Diallo is at 22 years old, the way that Dort is at 21 years old. He's not going to be a part of this core the way those guys are. So I'd rather, I'd rather prioritize playing those players. And the drop-off, again, has not been bad. He still scored 118 points against Atlanta. You still you still had success without, without George Hill. You've been a middling team without George Hill the same pace you were on with George Hill. And they traded Gallinari last year. So, I mean, I think that they're going to trade George Hill this year. It's just a matter of when and where. But they do have the backup and reassurance that that last year's team really didn't uh, from a four standpoint. This year's team does have a lot of backup and depth at the two that they can really help out with without George Hill. But Ty Jerome was awesome. I think that he carried over success from the bubble. Tail Maldon was also incredible. He put his name up there with Russell Westbrook for the assist record with 12 as a rookie. Anytime that you can share a company with Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant or any of these other larger-than-life players for this organization is a great day. I mean, that that is putting you in some great company. I think that, again, you don't want to over-amplify this. I think that right now, that if I had to put a prediction on Maldon, right now would be a, a hell of a sixth man, like a really good sixth man that's really valuable. But he's 19 years old. 
the the sky is the limit for his development. We'll see what can happen for him. He could be a starting guard very well. I and mean, I'm just saying that you know for the for the prediction, it's safer to bet that he'd be a great sixth man than a great starting two guard. But he's 19 and he's already looking this good. He's already looking this this you know fluid and 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 confident and has such basketball IQ and he has all these intangibles mixed with some actual production. So it, it's hard to put a ceiling on him and you don't want to put a ceiling on him. I think that at worst, we can put a floor on him, and that floor is a hell of a sixth man that's going to be incredibly valuable for your bench unit and going to be able to allow you to sustain success whenever your bench comes off, whenever your starting five comes off. And it's not going to be like there's going to be a huge drop-off and you're going to have a lot of productivity. And that's how you win games. You win games with your bench and how can they perform after your top guys leave. And if you're going to pass the baton from Shea, and whoever else in the starting five, Baisley, Dort, all those people, you're passing the time from them to Tail Maldon and Diallo and whoever else you get to fill up the bench later on, you're going to be in good position, prime real estate with them and, and Ty Jerome and, and, and other players. So with Tail Maldon, the best way to discuss, to, to, to discuss him and his development, to me, is the ceiling versus the floor. We know the floor. To me, I'm comfortable saying the floor is a great bench player that helps you win basketball games and helps you compete for championships. The ceiling is still undefined. And the beautiful thing about this is for your second round pick and tail mouth on, right? If he hits his floor, if he just does the bare minimum and gets to his floor, that is an amazing draft pick. One of the best in last year's class. And it will help you put together a team that can win a championship. That's his worst case scenario. Anything better than that is incredible. And it's just gravy on top. Tail Maldon's a steal and he's a great pick for this team. And I cannot wait to watch and, and figure out what his ceiling will be. But we're far away from that as he's only 19 years old. Against Denver, it was a sloppy game. Nobody really showed up. They lost 126 to 96. You know, it was just a bad game. Nobody really had it for the most part. I mean, Dort scored two points. Al Horford scored six points. Tail Maldon had one point. And it was at the free throw line, obviously. SGA shot 45% from the floor and went one for six from deep with only two free throw attempts on his way to 13 points. And nobody truly had it in this game. You know, Jerome was good off the bench. The bench outperformed the starters by a long shot. I mean, Jerome was good. Kenny Hustle was good. Isaiah Roby was good. Mike Muscala had a couple threes. Like, the bench far and away was better than the starting five uh, in this game. And that's going to happen. You're going to have nights where guys just struggle, and that was the kind of night against Denver where you saw MPJ go for 20, uh, Jokic go for 19, 11, and 13. Just He's amazing watching him play basketball. Murray goes for 26, and they won the game 126 to 96. What else can you say about this Denver game that hasn't been said before? It was just a bad game, and, and, and they're going to – Bounce back on Wednesday against Dallas. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The Built Bars are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're a great for the conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. So try them out today at BuiltBar.com. And when you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON20. That's promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off 
at BuiltBar.com. Locked on 20 at BuiltBar.com. My favorite Built Bar is the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. It is phenomenal, and you're going to want to get your hands on it today as soon as possible. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. LOCKEDON20 to zero, 20% off your next order. I love the cookies and cream option. I love the banana bread option. I love the peanut butter flavor. I love it all at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20. Get 20% off your next order. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on Locked on Thunder, and I'll tell you about our good friends over at the Locked on NBA Draft Show. That's right. It's coming up. It's relaunching. It's incredible. Locked on NBA Draft, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to Locked on NBA Draft Podcast. With prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts, subscribe today and follow Locked on NBA Draft. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including the radio.com app. Check them out today. So the MVP of the Hawks game is Baisley and Jerome. The MVP of the Nuggets game will be Darius Baisley alone. The mock headline against the Hawks is orange jacket, white jacket, who gives a shay? If you get that reference, at me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. The, the Nuggets game doesn't deserve a mock headline, I guess, maybe Rocky Mountain Times in OKC, who cares? The bet of the game for the Hawks, I had Oklahoma City plus three and a half. That cashed in. I felt good about them. I parlayed that into Oklahoma City plus seven against uh, Denver. Obviously, that crashed and burned on Saturday. The money ball outcome, I was 0 for 2. I had Shea against the Hawks. It ended up being Lou Dort for 4. I had Muscala against the Nuggets. It ended up being Jerome and Baisley. They each cashed in 3. Muscala only had 2. And so I want to spend the rest of this podcast talking about this Thunder team. And if they're creeping into a dangerous territory or the danger zone, because we can't keep going back and forth like this. We just can't. If you're on Thunder Twitter, you know that every win, the the Thunder fan base who does not want to tank and wants to make the playoffs, they take a huge victory lap every win. Oh, what happened to the tankers? Where have they gone? Where have they gone? And then the next night, the next night comes, and the Thunder lose. And so every Thunder fan who wants them to tank, they take a victory lap. Oh, Kid Cunningham, the Thunder are tanking. Sam Presti told these players to lose. Oh, tanking is great. We're taking a victory lap now. The problem is... If we keep trading off nights, right, if the non-tankers get to have a night on Monday 
and the tankers get to have a night on Wednesday, and we keep trading these nights off, then that leads to the only bad outcome of this year. I've said since the preseason, the bad outcome is not the playoffs. The bad outcome is not finishing bottom three and having a chance at a top three pick. The only bad outcome is floundering in the middle. It's floundering in the middle where you don't make the playoffs and you do not have that high percent chance to leap into the first overall pick or top four pick. That's the bad place, not the playoffs, because to get to the playoffs, it would take a huge you know, leap from Shea and Baisley and Dort in the second half. It would take just all these things falling together perfectly for your young core to where they've outperformed even their expectation level, not just the team, but their personal expectation level, which you know all comes together and, and accumulates for the team success. That's not the bad place. And the bad place is not the, the worst shark in the NBA. It's the middle. And in the last 10 games, Oklahoma City is four and six. And right now on Tickathon.com, they sit seventh. And the next two before the break is Dallas and the Spurs, where I would predict right now they're going to split that. I mean, they're going to lose to Dallas who has KP back, and they're going to win against the Spurs. So we're going to be right here at the end of the first half. In the second half, the Thunder have to decide who they are. And you shouldn't be happy with 7th on takeathon.com. You should want them to either be all in for the playoffs and truly win every game and want to go to the postseason, or you should want them to lose every game and be in the top of the lottery. The only bad outcome is what lies between those two options. So when you're thinking about what to root for in the second half, remember the only thing that's wrong, the only thing that's wrong and what you shouldn't root for is for them to be in the middle. Root for the postseason, that's great. Root for tanking, that's great. Both those things are great. Both those things are valuable. What's not valuable is finishing in the middle. So I hope that Oklahoma City does not do that and that they avoid finishing in the middle. But hey, in this tightly contested race, uh, with, with how tight the standings will be, literally top to bottom, literally one through 30, with how tight they'll be, you could finish in the middle by a game. You, you, you could be in the middle by a game. A game could separate you from being in the fourth spot. Right now, Orlando is sitting at four in that top four of the, of the tankathon.com. They have a 13 and 21 record. 13 and 21. What does Oklahoma City have all the way down at seven? 14 and 20. As I said preseason, it will be as hard to win the lottery and as hard to finish bottom of the standings as it will be to win the championship because it's just so random. And, and, and this year specifically will be so tightly contested and nobody really knows what to do. That's the difference. Houston in, in third right now, and, and you want to get to that top three realistically because the top three gives you the 14% chance to get the first overall pick. In that top three, Houston's number three, and the Rockets have 21 losses. Oklahoma City has 20. But yet they're all the way down at eight. So again, when you're considering what to root for, consider that. But the only bad outcome, the only thing you shouldn't root for is where, they're, where they've been right now. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Perfect ending to a historic day!
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.